Welcome to the Educator Wellness Center podcast. This podcast is for anyone who serves in education. You cannot pour from an empty cup, and so this podcast will focus on practical self-care strategies that you can implement so that you can be at your best for your students, your family, your community, and most importantly, you. Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of the Educator Center Wellness Podcast. My name is Mike. I'm a father, husband, high school principal, and um, today we're going to title this episode Frozen February. And so here in uh, Metro Detroit, which is where I live, the uh, winter season has finally decided that it was going to throw a blanket of massively cold air over us for the next several days, which for us, you know, in uh, colder regions of the country brings up two important discussions, right? One, snow days, and two, um, a fairly new phenomenon that I don't ever remember getting myself as a kid, which is called, you know, cold days. So really for snow days, right, it takes about uh, maybe about four inches or so, and it has to fall within that magical time frame, right, between like 2 a.m. or so and like 536 um, so that salt crews and and you know stuff can't get out there and uh, clean the roads up too much and then there is the uh, these cold days which around here the uh, temperature with the wind chill has to be about like minus 15 for you to have a really good shot at getting a day off so I'm recording this on Saturday and uh, yesterday we had, of course, a couple of inches of snow, but it did what it wasn't supposed to do, which is fell too early and too fast, giving road crews the opportunity, of course, to get out and clear the roads. Now, I didn't want to believe it, but when I went out on my run early in the morning, I got to the top of my street, saw that uh, the main road that I take to get on the highway was in fact clear and was like, ah. Oh, well, you know, you always have that like tiny glimmer of hope that, um, you know, maybe you'll catch a snow day, um, but that wasn't the case. So I go to work and my wife texts me and she goes, we have a snow day. And I said, how is that even possible? Like you've been remote since last March. You only have to kind of go back into the building a few days a week here as they're preparing to bring students back face to face. So if they called a snow day, like you could just turn and switch virtual, right? Which... Um, is one of those interesting discussions, you know, for another time about, uh, you know, our snow days really gone. But in this case, oh no, it was a true snow day. Like literally do not um, have to log on, nothing, just a snow day in the virtual setting. So, you know, that was that was good for her. Of course, my son texted me because he had to go to school and said, well, his uh, school where a bunch of his friends was out. So that was a, a bunch of garbage. So, um, but there's hope hope on the horizon, right? There's some cold weather coming through and, um, you know, the magical wind chill has got to be minus 15 degrees or so for that maybe to happen. So it's always interesting to hear the the conversations that are happening, you know, with the students, the staff, the bus drivers about what that's got to be and, and whether or not you're, you're going um, to get it. But within that frozen cold temperatures, right? Uh, what what do we do, right? We want to turn inward. We want to find some warmth. We want to find some comfort. So that's where we're going to talk today. We're going to talk about 
Um, you know, what is self-care? What does that, you know, maybe look like? And I'll share a little bit of my um, self-care routine that um, is always constantly changing. You know, right now I'm doing a couple of things and, um, you know, so we'll talk about that. Uh, so, you know, self-care is it has certainly exploded over the last couple of years. Um, you know, it has more than doubled the number of searches if you just were to type in Google or not, you know, go to Google, type in self-care. Um, it has more than doubled um, since 2015, right? So in the last five to six years, the number of um, things about self-care has doubled, but self-care is really not synonymous with self-indulgence or, you know, being selfish. Um, Self-care means taking care of you, right? You matter so that you can be healthy, you can be well, and you can do your job, your service as an educator, as a human being, as a parent, significant other, partner, whatever the case. Um, and that so you can in turn be there to help others and you can do all the things that you want to do during the day and, you know, go to bed feeling fulfilled at the end of the day, right? That's the maybe one of the goals that you might have. So the World Health Organization, you know, gives self-care a definition. So the definition reads like this. It's the ability of individuals, families, and communities to promote health, prevent disease, maintain health, and to cope with illness and disability with or without the support of a health care provider. So let's go back over that a little bit right, and talk about a couple of those points. So it's the ability of the individual. So in this case, let's talk about you, right? You're listening to this. And communities to promote health, prevent disease, maintain health, right? So promoting health, trying to prevent disease, maintain health. So one of the things as a community, right, uh, this week I was super excited that I finally got to uh, open it up for the staff in the building, a staff wellness room. And so we repurposed a um, existing room that we had, bought a couple of like nice uh, lounge chairs, put a coffee table in there, got a mini fridge, furnished it with waters, got some magazines, um, you know, that were related to health, bought a little plant at five and below and a yoga type poster that they had there, which was really kind of cool, covering up a billboard. And then um, we had a sound machine, a CD player. And then uh, my daughter had been uh, updating her room. Uh, she's an eighth to be ninth grader. And um, so she had bought all of these vines. And so the one wall um, in, the, in the room, the wellness room was looking a little like, you know, we need to do something with it. So I put these vines, you know, spaced them out. And so it kind of created this cool effect on there. And so, um, you know, what I wanted to do for the staff was to create a space that wasn't the staff lounge, um, you know, where there's the vending machines and the tables and the microwave and stuff. This is kind of completely devoid of all of that. Um, it's in a different location. So you're not going in there with a lot of people. It's really only meant for maybe two people at a time and that you can go and kind of take a break, kind of renew yourself. So I was super excited about that and ties into, right, trying to promote health, noticing that maybe you need a break, um, step away from, from what's going on for a minute, and um, it's the ability of the individual to recognize that. 
So, you know, why does that matter? Because, you know, um, last week I talked about how, even in the intro, right, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And we'll get into that um, as the podcast goes along here about what does burnout look like and stuff, but introducing the topic of self-care and people talking about like it not being selfish, right? I think as educators, sometimes you get into the mindset of like, I'm going to give everything I have to everybody else. And then at the end of the day, I'm wrung out. I have nothing left to give. And it's kind of like that rinse, repeat cycle, right? You keep going and then you may end up burning out or saying, I don't know what to do to kind of provide myself with some self-care. And so um, that has really been one of the things that I've been really working on focusing on, like I said, my work with um, the district and with my staff and trying to say, hey, look, like you need to be able to take care of yourself, right? You need to be able to say that you're doing the things for yourself in a renewing way so that you can come back at it. Um, No doubt are we going to have peaks and valleys. And so I think it's interesting, um, you know, this time of the year, it's February, um, and in the arc of a normal school year, right, um, you'd have in October kind of the wheels on the bus start to fall off a little bit, right? Or you might start to swerve a little bit. That honeymoon period is over. And then kind of once you get out of the holiday season, you hit this stretch in February and maybe even into March if you have a short midwinter break where, you know, the days are cold, um, you know, the, the daylight is still not around super long, and you know, you may start to feel a little bit reminiscent of that time in um, October. But this is obviously not a normal school year, um, you know, given the fact that um, even I um, have been face-to-face since September. Um, we started to see, you know, a little bit of what a normal arc of a school year would look like. But, um, you know, my wife is getting ready to go back face-to-face here Um because in the state of Michigan, uh, the governor had put, you know, certain things out there and, and saying, you know, by March 1st, hey, everybody needs to be back in terms of some face-to-face learning, even if it's not 100% of all students enrolled, is that you need to offer that option. And so it's interesting to see and hear the conversations about people who have been face-to-face throughout the course of the school year, um, you know, kind of by like a mid-year check, right, of how are you doing, Um and then the people who are getting ready to go back. So some of the, um, you know, maybe the anxieties, the fears, the um, self-care about like, I got to have this ready and this ready and this ready and, and not devoting equal time to myself. Um, those conversations we had had like in August, September, I'm starting to hear some of those conversations now for people who are looking at going back to school and what does that look like? So, you know, during this cold time, this frozen February where you are looking for, you know, turning inward, some comfort, some warmth, right? What do you wrap around yourself um, to make you feel good is the idea of self-care. And so I I wanna share with you just kind of like what my self-care routine looks like. What do I do to try and make sure that I do not pour from an empty cup? And so let's take an example for today. Today was Saturday. Um, so obviously we did not have to go into, uh, work, didn't have any students. And so, um, I got up, um, usually make a cup of coffee, uh, sit down and and read a book, um, whether it's on the Kindle, whether it's a physical copy, 
for a little bit, and then I will move to um, usually doing either a meditation practice or some yoga before then um, typically going for a run. Um, sometimes it may be a walk, but mostly I've been running for most of my life. So um, that that is kind of what I do. And, and given the time that I have available, you know, it could be as short as um, half an hour to 45 minutes for all of those things in the morning, or it could be longer just given the time frame. And so over the years, right, um, I have tried out different things. One thing that has consistently been a staple is um, some sort of movement in the morning. Usually it has been running. Um, over the years, I've included, you know, yoga and meditation and, and those sort of things and journaling. Um, usually when I get to school in the morning, I do a little bit of that. But I know that in order for me, when, um, you know, with, when the kids were young, um, even now with all the after school stuff, um, is that if I could carve out some time in the morning and did something for myself, um, that no matter where the day took me, where it ended up at the end of the day, is that if I could find that little piece of self-care, um, then, you know, I, I thought I could hand it, handle the day, whatever came up. And, and back when I was doing it, right, when I was kind of getting this routine going, which was, you know, back in um, college and when I was starting to do some, um, you know, as soon as I could get my 90 credit hours, I started doing some substitute teaching and such. Um, I just was an early riser. That's where I found the time. And, and that's what worked for me. So I've just kind of consistently kept that. And one of the things that, you know, when I started over 20 years ago, one of the social workers, and we were talking about what we did, you know, activity wise or, or whatever, we didn't call it self care. Um, he said, always make sure you can continue to kind of carve that time out for yourself. And um, over the years, you know, I would remind myself of that before self care even became a huge topic, right? So, What's a practical application? Like, what can you do today to think about self-care? Um, if you've never started anywhere with a self-care practice, um, that's completely okay, right? You're perfectly positioned to start today. So, you know, one thing you can do is just get a piece of paper, maybe open up the Notes app on your phone, and just list everything that you would find that would be fulfilling, and just jot a list down, doesn't matter how long it is, and it doesn't matter how long it takes for it, right? These are things that you believe can help um, get you kind of centered, get you renewed throughout the day. And, you know, if you have nothing, then just think of things that you would like to try. So after you have that list, maybe you are starting to do some of those uh, maybe these are things that you like to try. And then the next thing is to let's start with one. Can you start with one thing? And maybe it doesn't even have to be every single day, right? If you've never done anything um, of a self-care routine, uh, maybe you pick it out and do, look, I'm going to do it three times a week. I'm going to do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then, you know, um, the next level to that is even to schedule it in. It's not that you're being selfish, right? We're always in control of what we choose to do. Um, but we know that we don't want to be burnt out. We don't want to feel um, 
you know, like the, the flame has been dimmed. So what do we need to do? We need to take care of ourselves. We need to embrace a little bit of self-care. And, you know, if you've, again, if you've never started it, start with one thing. What is one thing that you can do that you can schedule that say, when I do this, I know this is going to help me um, be healthy, right? I'm going to maybe not check the box and saying that it's preventing disease, but it's maintaining my health. And hopefully it's going to put me in a better position to cope with any illness um, with or without the support of a healthcare provider. And those are some beginning steps that you can start to take. And self-care really matters um, because you matter, right? And so uh, today I just wanted to kind of introduce the topic of self-care, kind of share, you know, a little bit of what mine uh, self-care routine is, especially in this time of, as I'm looking out my window here, the sun is just starting to set. Um, I think the temperature is supposed to go down to single digits tonight and probably with a wind chill at zero or below. So, um, you know, if you, wherever you found this podcast, um, you know, click the subscribe button, um, you know, write a review if you can. I think that'll certainly get it into the hands of um, some more people who are maybe interested as an educator about self-care. You can also send me an email at educatorwellnesscenter, all one word, at gmail.com. So that's going to do it for this week. Keep moving forward, and I will catch up with you down the road. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.